Welcome to The Brain Factor, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Hawley. We're a part of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you'll walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started. Today's episode of The Brave Factor is the one about talking to yourself. Now that can have some connotations, <laughs> but today we're talking about self-talk, both positive and negative self-talk and what the implications of are of on your life. Mm-hmm. So, so Joy, what is your self-talk with my life? Self-talk. <laughs> oh, my self-talk right now is telling me... Um, you you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're doing. Why are you hosting this podcast? Why why are you here? Why is anybody letting you do this? That's my self-talk for today. And it's so funny because yeah, I joke. They go, oh, it's weird that we laugh, right? Because it's so common. And I can't believe it's taken us this long to talk about because I think it's a huge, huge piece of this greater conversation that we're having about how our brains work and how they protect us and how they put us at risk, right? Um, it's having negative self-talk and sort of defaulting to that is so common. It's such a common thing. Um, my my daughter, you know my daughter, she yeah. is 14 and dramatic, I would say. She tends to be dramatic. So she has recently, she's like, oh, no so- other 14-year-olds. <laughs> can't imagine um but she's also in the performing arts so that adds another layer she's an actor and a singer and she has recently discovered positive affirmations mm-hmm. and manifesting like spe- she as she says speaking it into existence yes so she is literally running around the house word vomiting um all over the place up in mirrors like telling herself she's amazing and i am laughing the whole time because i can't help but think of Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live years ago. And I, I don't know how you remember him. I don't know if anybody else remembers him, but he would get right up. I don't even remember the actor, but he would get right up in the mirror and say, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And dog got it. People like me. And I, every time I see my daughter doing this, it's like, I want to encourage this behavior, but I am dying laughing inside remembering this from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> but it's like, but the reason that was so funny on Saturday Night Live is because it was so relatable. And it's been, we've seen that. It's such a thing, right? What's the the one movie, um, The Help, right? Mm-hmm. With the little girl, like, you is smart, you is kind, you is important, right? Those affirmations and the way that we talk to ourselves and the way that we teach children to talk to themselves is so, so powerful because it's just as powerful when it's negative, right? Um, but it's super common. I, I and. Well, a destructive when it's negative for too long, too much. Absolutely. So it's it's worth really looking at and exploring, like, what does our inner voice sound like? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and the fact that, you know, we, we were just saying that we were laughing. We're going to get to that because that's a really good skill to utilize when, when we're talking about self-talk. Um, I, I think that it's important to know, like, why, why positive self-talk is important and valuable and beneficial. And, and there's a couple of reasons why, like it gives us, um, it, the studies have shown much greater life satisfaction. Um, we are, uh, it actually improves our immune function. That's interesting. 
but I didn't know. Right. But it's just, <laughs> but again, that's more that's more conversation about how the body and the mind are connected, right? How physical health and mental health are just such so they travel together, you know, and they and they really impact each other. Um, a, a along those lines, cardiovascular health that one makes more sense to me because of the stressor and heart rate and sleep and and all of that. Um, uh, just overall physical well-being um, and also reduces pain um, and can reduce our stress and anxiety, which is really the piece that that I want to focus on yeah. is, is when we have that positive self-talk, like it impacts our like decision making and our coping, which we just talked about last time, right? Yeah. It impacts all, all of that stuff. So I think it's important to sort of know the why, why we should not be beating ourselves up. Yeah, and anything that helps with stress is great. We know that stress is not a, a mental health disorder, but stress that's left unchecked for a long period of time yes. becomes chronic and then can become mental health disorders yeah. or it'll turn into them. Yep. So that's, I think that's a really, I'm so glad you said that. It's a really important part of the self-talk conversation because self-talk is one of those things that we've touched on a couple of topics that fall under this category where it can be a very like normal struggle, yeah. um, a normal part of being a human being, and it can also become abnormal, right? Or can become into that disordered realm. Mm -hmm. So when we talk today, and we'll revisit it again, um, it's important to sort of know, and I've used this analogy before, where where, where there's things yeah. that are normal, right? Like a sore throat. I love this analogy. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. And, and so like, you know, if we have a sore throat, right, that's an abnormal normal experience we like, expect to have them in our lives and we don't run straight to the doctor at least before covid we never ran straight to the doctor when we had a sore throat we would try some things at home and take cough drops so the expectation was we were going to take care of ourselves and we feel better and the sore throat passes right and the same is true for a lot of mental health stuff right mental health and wellness we can experience depression and anxiety we can experience stressors there's things we can do at home um that's our cough drops right i'm using air quotes for our listeners um, the last yes. self-care, yeah. being kind for yourself, taking time for yourself, eating right, yeah, or or any of these strategies for self-talk that we're going to talk about today. Um, any of these strategies for self-talk falls under that. These are the cough drops, right? And then if they're not working, if your self-talk remains negative, if your yeah. coping is still low, like then there are professionals just like we would go to the doctor if the sore throat didn't go away, right? So that's important, I think, an important lens to look at this entire thing through when we when we talk today. But um, but it can it also is a very normal experience mm -hmm. to have uh, self talks come from our self talk comes from like our personality number one, right? Um, it also comes from our fears. And our insecurities, right? It can be very revealing. The way that we're talking to ourselves can be very revealing about the things that we think and believe about the world and about ourselves, right? And it's not always pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. You know, it's interesting. Um, one episode that you weren't here for, I had uh, Dr. Maggie Labardo. Oh, yes, I with us. That was a great. You episode. watched it. It was great. And she said something that I'd never ever really considered before. She said. You're comparing your insides to other people's outside. Yes. So I was going to see their outside. And I was like, I got goosebumps right now. Yes. I've never heard it that yes. way before. And I was just, oh my goodness, that is so true. So all the things I, you know, fear and distrust and hate or dislike, 
Yep. And I'm like, oh, look at Laura. Her hair's so beautiful. That shirt is so wonderful. <laughs> She's so put together. She's so organized. And you're just all like, you know, I feel like anything but. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and, and so that, and, and how often do we have that experience? And yeah. when we do share our vulnerabilities, when we do share our negative self-talk with somebody else, how often do they say, oh, Feel the same way. I think the same things, right? And 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 we're so surprised by that because this is somebody we don't think has that same shared experience. So I I think that those are all important things. I, if you find that your self talk is too negative, right, and you want to emphasize on positive, um, there are things that we can very specifically do, like actionable things, to shift some of that self talk. And, and shift it to something that is more productive and more positive. In order to do that, I, we have to understand there are there are four different ways that negative self-talk shows up, sort of four different um, styles of negative self-talk. So you'll you'll find yourself in here somewhere. I, I know where I know where kind of where our I fall. So they're personalizing, magnifying, magnifying, catastrophizing, and polarizing. And I want to talk about each one. Okay. So personalizing is that self-blame piece, right? So if it's, you know, something didn't go according to plan or something is not working out and it's, it's my fault, I messed this up, I'm no good, I'm, you know, like all, all of that stuff, right? I don't do that as much. I don't know if, it, like, if you see yourself in that category. Yeah, and I do. You do. Sometimes you yeah. show up there. Yeah, show up all four of these, to be honest. But this isn't my primary, like, go-to. Um, but uh, but it's important to know sort of what that looks like, right? That self-blame, that, that is a version of negative self-talk, right? Or blaming ourselves. Um, I think that also goes to the control conversation that you've had. Yeah. Um, um, really feeling that that sort of unrealistic self expectation that we can control. It was why shouldn't I fix that? Why couldn't I take care of it instead of these are the events that happened? Right. And I did a great job managing them because you know I managed to get dinner on the table. Like, I control everything. Yeah, the guests came and it was all good. And I, as opposed to right, I messed everything. I messed everything. I'm very me, me, me. Yeah. Um, magnifying is the next one. That is where I live. That is where I live and breathe in my negative self-talk, right? Is that like when I'm putting a magnifying glass yes. little thing and making it? Yes. 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 Where it's like, okay, let's say you, you know, you, you messed up and you missed a deadline at work or something, right? Like that's like, doesn't mean your career's over. Right. Or you're horrible at your job or you're <laughs> like, like, I mean, she's like, why am I even like, my imposter syndrome goes like way up, you know, if I have like, you know, made an error parenting and I have to apologize to my child, right? That's a, that's a, so it's a good thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, I would just like, oh, that, that means that I have messed her up for life and I'm a horrible parent. Right. So I magnify, like when I really get stuck in negative self-talk, I magnify. Yeah, sure. Um, but the, uh, another one is catastrophizing, which I think sort of travels. It's like a, it's like a traveling companion with magnifying. Right. Because, yeah. I'm horrible at my job and I'm going to lose my job. Right. right. I'm terrible as a parent and I'm going to mess her up for life. Right. So that's where the catastrophizing, where it's the smaller things are now the sky is falling. Mm -hmm. So I, I would, I guess it's fair to say I, I live there a little bit as well. Uh, probably all do. Or just yeah. A little. We probably, I'm guessing we 
for the most part, move in and out of these different categories. So we just have our favorite one. Our favorite. I'm not magnifier. I don't think that's. I don't have a pop. Also, it's important to note too that there's the negativity bias that we have as human beings is very much at play in, in these four yeah. versions of negative self-talk. And what that is, is our brains are wired, no matter who you are, our brains are wired as human beings where we do place more of an emphasis on negative things than we do positive things. And again, you know, I'm a big fan of like, why are our brains wired that way? Because back when we were cavemen, that kept us alive, right? <laughs> so, you know, we're kind of stuck with it and we have to purposefully account for that. And, and what that looks like is like, if you've, if you've had a pretty good day and one negative thing happens and someone says, well, how was your day? Oh, it was terrible. And we're going to talk about that negative thing for 15 minutes. We can say why it was negative. We can say all the reasons why we contributed to, we can really unpack that. But if we had something good happen and someone says, why was that good? I don't know. It just was as happy, right? We don't have as much to say. We don't have a deeper thought process about some of the positive things in life. Um, and that shows up here in negative self-talk because of the negativity bias, right? So it, that allows us to magnify. It allows us to catastrophize. It allows us to blame ourselves. Um, and, and so I think that's an, important to note. The last one, the last type of negative self-talk oh. is, um, is <laughs> I know this, yeah, to polarizing, right? That's where everything is either good or bad. There's no shades being um, but There's no room for maybes or grays, you know, and, and one of the like really important things I want to point out about that is there are, and it's, it's a side, it's a side from this conversation, um, but related, uh, there are some mental health disorders for which polarizing is a marker, right? Where, um, where, where those folks who are, um, struggling with that particular mental health disorder or disorders are, uh, tend to villainize or um, idolize everything and everyone, right? So for folks who are dealing with those particular challenges, this type of negative self-talk is going to have it added layers. It's going to be a little harder, not possible, you know, particularly in a therapeutic situation, but a little harder to navigate. Yeah. You know, so like everybody's either a threat or a friend, right? Let's say, ready, okay. Um, or everything is good or bad, uh, black or white, right? But there, But this does show up for folks who don't have mental health disorders too, it is one of the ways that negative self-talk shows up, right? Um, so if someone has disappointed us, mm -hmm. you know, they are now bad, right? And everything about them is bad. Every suspect, right? Right, you know? And I see this too, and maybe it's because of the underdeveloped, you know, frontal lobe of teenagers, but I see this like a lot of my world is teenagers because of my daughter. And I see this with like, maybe a friend who was jealous, right? And so maybe they behaved in it. It is So now that friend is jealous of everything I do and they're not a good friend, right? No, they had a moment, right? So that, that whole polarizing, like we seek to label things and people and experiences as human beings and that shows up. So if you miss a man one time, it means I shouldn't cut you out of my Yeah, that's exactly what that means, Joy. Oh, <laughs> I have to go... Really to sell, don't make joy. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, so that's a thing, right? So once, once we really take a look at really just that awareness level, where, how does this show up for us? Then we can start actually intentionally changing that script in our head. Okay. And, and so what does that look like? So, I mean, how do you do that? If you, if you catch yourself mm -hmm. in a situation where you are, you are saying unkind things to yourself. What are what are ways like give me give us an example of that? Like how do you flip the switch 
and change the conversation in your own. Yeah. So like I said, when I started out, um, I don't know why I'm doing a podcast. Why would anybody ever let me do this? Why does anybody tune in and listen to me? I'm really no good at this. Well, the evidence against that is, you know, 10,000 people, you know, each month view this and, you know, and I've been doing this for a long time. I would provide evidence against it. Yes. That's a power jack. I'm really, I'm really good at this actually, because people say that to me all the time. (laughs) I mean, they're like, well, and that's the thing too. Like one of the things you, you, you said so many good little nuggets there. (laughs) Evidence for it, evidence against is a huge tool, right? Um, the other is uh, really pointing out sort of our own arrogance level, right? So like if everyone says, yes, this is an area in which you are succeeding, mm-hmm. are you the only one that's right and everyone else is wrong, right? Like, and I'm not saying we go with the masses all the time, but that's yeah. certainly evidence. Something to say, uh, yeah, 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 right. consider like, oh, I, you must be smarter than all of those people that. Right. Like, because they're wrong. So I think it's something to look at the absurdity sometimes in the contracts between how we think and speak to ourselves and what everyone else is speaking to us. One of the things that I, I was told that I thought was a great way to look at it is if you wouldn't say it to somebody you care about, yeah. don't say it to yourself. Try to treat yourself how you as good as you, as I would treat you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that's and and that's an I think an important thing. I notice too a lot um, a lot like with um, going to the gym or working out or something like that. I'll take on a particularly hard challenge and I start it like, oh my god, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. This is gonna be terrible. I can't do this. This is so. And then you keep going and keep going, and at some point it flips. Probably because the physical activity is releasing the serotonin and all the things. And all of a sudden, by the time we're done, like, I can't change the world. (laughs) By the end of that hour, I am a totally different person. Completely different. You said something really cool just now. I don't even know if you realized it. So, like, unrealistic, positive self-talk is fine. It's not not harmful. Right? Yeah. Unrealistic, negative self-talk is harmful. Like... If you want to think you are going to change the world because you were able to go 18 minutes on the stairmaster, <laughs> knock yourself out. It's actually not going to help, but like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do it for you, right? Like, that's not harmful. That's helpful. Like, yeah. making me is un. This is not about realism. Mm-hmm. This is about mitigating the negativity inside our own heads, right? Yeah. Which brings me to a point that we sometimes agree on and sometimes don't situationally, mm-hmm. right? Is I don't believe that the negative self-talk has to go away Mm -hmm. because I think there's power in validating how we're thinking and feeling, even when it's unrealistic. For me, it's about introducing what else can also exist. So like, oh, I, you know, I'm really messed up because I missed that deadline. Um, Okay. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You missed that deadline. Bad on you. You did terrible. You also did this other thing really great. Right. Because so it, you're it, good at that. 500 thing was today. <laughs> One of them was bad. One of them was bad. So that gets to stay because that's right. true, right? Mm-hmm. But when we start adding in all of the other things, I think one of two things happens. Either the impact of that negative self-talk piece gets diminished or it naturally leaves on its own. Where we start trying to force it out, I feel like there's an inauthenticity that can happen there where it's like, like, here's an example. Yeah. Like, we know that our negative self-talk comes from our insecurities, right? So I have insecurities about my weight. If I'm like, but I'm skinny, 
No, I'm not. I'm not going to believe that. I need that than anybody else would, right? But like, so it's it, you can't like inauthentically replace it and expect to have good benefits from it. Um, but you can say, you know what? I, um, you know, I have really good style and I know how to dress for my body type. I, you know, like it, I'm, I'm getting healthier. I'm doing a really good job with movement. We can add all of those things that exist with my insecurities about my weight. And then the impact isn't as negative on my mental health. Yeah. Which is the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think there is space and I think it's depends too on what you're dealing with or what you're, you're talking. About. That's true. Yeah. It is situational. I will, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, so, so how, the how, we, we touched on it a little bit, but I want to very intentionally um, talk about some, some specific strategies, right? Because one of them I think is really cool. So one of the things that we can do if we're like, okay, I have a problem with negative self-talk, I'm going to work on this. Because it is a teachable, learnable skill. Um, how do we work on it, right? One of the things we can do is really start to identify the places in which this shows up for us which I think is very cool because there's power in being able to plan for like, oh yeah, I'm going to beat myself up over that, right? So literally, yeah, I know what I'm going to beat myself up over. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's like presenting, right, in public speaking, okay, you know know you're going to have moments of negative self. You're not going to be happy with your performance, right? If it's social interactions, if you're somebody who struggles with a little bit of social anxiety, so you're going to think you sounded stupid or you didn't present yourself well, or if it's is something about your physical appearance that you think you're going to beat yourself up over, look nice, whatever it is, right? We know those things. Yeah. So like pre-planning for those. Yes. Like, listen, this so goes back to some hacks that we did yes. several shows ago on how to prepare for these things. Exactly. And we apply, can apply that hack to negative self-talk that's a great application piece of that right to say like to take the time to identify what those trigger points are identify the situations where that shows up i think it was called an emotional hack so if you want to check that episode yep. out mm-hmm. the one about the hacks it's like really really good and there's a lot of tools there now that i'm afraid yeah there is so that we can apply apply there yes so pre-planning is one of them right and and that's pre-planning for negative self-talk is not something i think people realize you can do right but you can. The other is um, to really check in with your feelings. Like, I'm thinking a certain way. How am I feeling about this? And checking for accuracy and checking for thoroughness, like all of that. Really just taking the time and taking the space instead of just letting the negative self talk take you on a ride, right? Take you on that emotional ride. Oh, that's humor. Yeah. Is the other one. <laughs> So I use humor a lot with my daughter because she will say some things out loud to herself that just like are appalling, you know? And so I have found instead of jumping in with the traditional, like, oh no, honey, that's good. Right. I sometimes I'll like exaggeratedly play into it, which shines this big light on how absurd it is. Um, You know, she'll say something and I'll be like, well, that clearly means you should not go to school anymore because you're dumb. Right. And then she just looks at me and I'm like, well, you said it. Right. So then, then we laugh and it helps to mitigate. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Like it, it, it at least shows us that even though we are feeling this way and it's va- any feelings we have are valid, it helps us understand that we might be magnifying or catastrophizing or polarizing or um, personalizing something. And so I, you know, when we, oh, that's a red flag for catastrophizing. Okay, great. Right. Um, and then the other two things are 
positive affirmations, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of power in in the, that spoken word, looking at ourselves in the mirror, telling us those good things, right? Well, is it that work with your uh, retraining your neural pathways yes. as well, focusing on the positive, you know, yep. standing there and, and it feels I, silly. Yeah, it does. I did it's not feel like an idiot. But most, that's negative self-talk, John. <laughs> it's okay to have that because you feel like an idiot, but you know that it's really good for you to do. It is. It's so stand there, feel like an idiot, acknowledge that you may even be idiotic at that moment. It's okay. Sure. Sure. Always okay. Every part of you is okay. Yep. And the, I think the missing piece for a lot of people is when you're doing those positive affirmations, like... If you have the expectation that you're going to believe those words in that moment, you're doing it wrong, right? It's about knowing that there's benefit in telling yourself that and the repetition and the consistency, like that will sink in, in ways that you are not immediately consciously aware of in the moment, right? So, so that's, it. go through the exercises, it matters, right? Um, and so I think that's important. And then the, the, the last thing is surrounding yourself with positive people, yeah. There's an energy matching that happens with human beings. And, you know, we we become parts of what we consume. We become parts of what we surround ourselves with. And uh, it goes back to what we talked about last month with boundaries, right? Which we're going to talk about again um, in the future. But uh, but really just, you know, the way we're allowing people to treat us, the, the things that we're surrounding ourselves with, people, are they negative? Are they positive? I know it's a big drain on me. I really do, although I'll I'll joke and I'll say imposter syndrome and all these things, which I do have, I do experience. But at the end of the day, I'm very positive. And I think the best about everything until you force me to find the bad in it because I just stay there. And then when I'm with people who are the reverse of that, that, it's very draining to me holds on my positive energy it brings my mood down it has a real impact on me and knowing that there are certain people and you don't have to villainize them but you might need to avoid them mainly are people or just learn how to work with it yeah, yeah. or have boundaries that some people were yeah. stuck with right but have boundaries around that have that awareness know that so i think that's an excellent example and then again you know if you find yourself in a situation where you are trying these tools these cough drops if you may and uh, and the negative self talk is not um, is not becoming minimized or having an impact at all. You're still feeling a lot of that internal negativity. It might be time to seek some professional help. But there are therapists that can help us identify the root cause of where that negative self is coming from. Yeah, sometimes it can be very significant and locked far, far away in trauma that happened many years ago or sure I mean if it's significant enough I'm sure they know yeah there's a lot of reasons why it might be something that the mm-hmm. our traditional things we can do at home don't work right so if you find yourself in that situation reach out get some help figure it out uh that's part of the puzzle of you thanks for listening to the brain factor joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode so if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have it would be appreciated Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step, and we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.